adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to simply say thank you for your support. For season two, we're running a couple giveaways and we'll be selecting a couple of you to win some No Snooze merch, some products over at Orgain.com, or a $50 Amazon gift card. If you enjoy the podcast and find value in what we're doing, all you have to do is subscribe to us, leave us a five-star review on Apple, and DM us on Instagram at No Snooze Podcast, letting us know you've entered the giveaway. Thanks to all of you, the No Snooze Podcast is climbing the charts, and we're well on our way to spreading this message to the masses. Enjoy today's episode. Mike, open us up. Welcome back to the No Snooze Podcast. This is the interview series. Uh, Very excited for a special guest today, hailing from San Diego. Dave's going to give the intro. I'll let you know right now, some of the best food I've had ever was in San Diego. Uh, I had, it was uh, octopus taco. Still dream about it. Wow. I've actually never been, but an octopaco, I like that. Octopaco, yeah, right? it's very good. One of my uh, good friends, we were at the beach, and he was, had a football in his hand, and some kid on, like, the 14th level of a high-rise was uh, saying, like, throw me the ball, throw me the ball, and he was feeling pretty good. So it, like, takes the most confident pro step and throws <laughs> this ball. It's going perfectly and just drops to the one below. And loses the football the whole day. So we never made uh, it to the beach. Wow. Yeah, Matt Tierno, you know who you are. Oh, my God. Um, all right, guys. So today we welcome Aaron Patton, host of the very successful New Age Influencer Podcast. Aaron is a part of the millennial generation who believes everyone deserves to make a living doing something they truly care about. He has taken complete advantage of living in the digital smartphone era and believes the opportunities are endless. His goal is to help you live a new age lifestyle, which means you're constantly having fun, but also using available internet tools to work smart. If you're the type of person that is fed up with the normal routine where you're living for the weekends and hating Mondays, then this is an episode for you. Social media technology has paved the way for anyone to start living a freedom-based lifestyle, and Aaron is here to provide value and break down some actionable ways to get started. Aaron, welcome to the pod, brother. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me, and hello, everyone who's watching. Uh, stay tuned. Hopefully, it's going to be some good stuff. Yeah, ho- hopefully. you know, We'll guarantee it's going to be the best episode yet. <laughs> right. We, we always do that. This is going to be the best episode yet, yeah. but between Mike and I, we're, we're, we're all over the place. Um, but So you, you got a lot to, to talk about. Um, you know, your podcast is great. We tune in, and I think what's, what's interesting about your story is is basically how you got you got into podcasting. So if we can start from, I guess, the earlier years, maybe a brief background on where you grew up and then how you kind of made the transition would be would be awesome to start with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I live right now in San Diego. Love it here. I've uh, been here for six years. That time has just flown by. I can't believe it's been so long. Uh, but I grew up in Maine and then I went to high school in Minnesota. So I pretty much knocked out two of the coldest states in the United States the u.s so it only makes sense that i live in san diego now um anyway i actually chose college based on mostly based on the warmth and the temperatures i went to university of south carolina i got a good scholarship so it was pretty cheap to go there um i got my first job in dc and spent about six seven years in software sales in the corporate 
uh, lifestyle, you know, going to the nine to five, cranking out those phones, cranking out those, those demos and, and trying to close clients, right? B2B. Um, got a bit tired of that. I, I moved to San Diego in 2014 and uh, I still was working for another software company, but I just kind of hit a point where I was, uh, I was getting in my upper 20s and I was just really tired of getting told what to do, where to go. You know, I, I considered myself a pretty good salesperson. So in sales, it's not like, you know, a lot of other regular nine to five jobs where you control your schedule more. So if you're producing, you know, you shouldn't have to be there, right? That was my mindset. Cause I, you know, if I was producing and, and I was at the office and I didn't have anything to do, I was just like playing foosball and just wasting time. Yeah. So I was like, this is really pointless. Yeah. Uh, wait, I, I don't know if you can, you swear on this podcast? Yeah, it's fine. Good. Okay. Yeah. This is really <laughs> pointless. <laughs> pointless. And so uh, I kind of hit a wall after I lost a couple big deals. And uh, I, I've been listening to a lot of Gary V, mm. as I'm sure you guys are well aware, and a couple other podcasts just about the digital opportunities that are out there, social media branding, things like that. So, you know, I started to kind of percolate different ideas in, in my head as I thought I might be leaving my job soon. So kind of in the last six months, I was playing around with different blog ideas, social media ideas, Instagram ideas, just kind of experimenting, just kind of learning. And uh, eventually I quit, not really knowing what I was going to do. But all I knew at that point was I didn't want to do this anymore. So I stopped. Do you remember how you quit? Sorry to interrupt. I'm always curious about the quitting story. Yeah, yeah. So I can definitely go into that. So I, I was starting to become a real employee like not really getting back to my boss in time and like you know come in I would always come in a little later than everyone else like maybe 9 9 30 like and he's just like what's up man and then that and then my sales started to go down as well so if you're not producing and you're still doing that type of stuff you know it's like a red flag for the upper levels right and uh and, but I knew in my mind I was probably getting towards my exit so I was just kind of pushing that envelope just a little bit mm. uh then I lost a couple of the big deals I just got I just got real pissed off. I've been working a certain deal for about three years since I started with that company, lost it. Um, and I, I kind of just checked out. I kind of just didn't come into work one day, kind of ignored him. So and it was just like a natural. It, and he was cool enough, my immediate boss, where he wasn't going to be like, all right, that's it. Like cut him off, like firing. Like he had a conversation with me like this, is what's going on, man. And we had had some conversations like that before leading up. Like, I'm not sure if, you know, I'm, I'm still want to be here, but he's like, all right, well, let's give it a couple more months. So he had a, he had a feeling too, but anyway, we had a, we had a meeting with an HR person with him and uh, we just came to the conclusion that it's time to, it's time to move on. And uh, in sales, you don't give a two weeks notice. It's like, all right, you're done. You leave. Yeah. It's and weird. That, right. It. Cause you'd like stop <laughs> it. And then all of a sudden all those deals, all that stress, it just disappeared. It's just gone. Just, yeah. just floats no. out of your body. It's like, very it's just gone. And <laughs> Mike has a, has, I'm, he, he could definitely relate because he basically did the, the same, same story, thing, yeah. um, you know, to get into real estate. But I'm curious, as you were now transitioning out mentally, and was there something that was telling you, like, okay, now go for this, you know, there's going to be this opportunity, go ahead, take that leap, take that chance, because you have to be confident in so that something's going to work, right? Like, you're not just going to go live in your car or on the street. Yeah. So was there something that was, like, preparing you? And then was there a voice in your head or something like that? I'm always curious about, because I, I always claim that there's a voice in your head <laughs> that gives you this idea. And then constantly it happens and happens and happens until finally you take action and you start moving in that direction. So I, I'm just curious to hear, is that is that uh, sound like something yeah. that happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
in the back back of my mind, I was like, I don't want to, you know, I'm pretty good at the sales thing and but I'm wasting a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I want to start selling for myself, but I'm not really sure what that means yet. I don't really know what I'm going to be selling or like how I'm going to eventually get there. I just know that I think I could do it. But on the flip side, uh, you know, that wasn't my initial thought. That was like in the back of my head. But my first thought was, I don't know, screw this. I'm going to go play poker because I was a big poker player and playing that on the side a lot. So I was like, maybe I can just make this stuff work. And then that'd be really nice just to play the game I love, make a living and, you know, just have more freedom. Well, poker is a pretty hard gig when uh, you're doing it for a living because there's no other job where you go to and then like they take a couple thousand dollars from you, which can happen in poker. Like, you know, sometimes you go and you win, but sometimes luck's not on your side. All you can do is make decisions over the long term, play the percentages and hope that it works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Uh, But anyway, I'm a pretty pretty big risk taker and gambler because I like playing poker. I'm, you know, slightly Asian. So I guess it's in my gene pool, I guess, a little bit. (laughs) I've never heard that. Slightly Asian. Not a little bit, slightly. Slightly Asian, yes. I remember playing cards with my grandfather, like, you know, when I was a child and stuff. Were you playing poker when you were a child? Playing, yeah, playing uh, rummy, poker, different games. Yeah. Um, So I I quit to play poker and was trying to figure that stuff out and then kind of realized that it's not going to work out. And I also don't like spending, you know, six days in a casino every, every week. At that, when you had that realization that you're like, all right, I just quit my job. I just tried to play poker, which I know a lot. I'm all down for it. I know a lot of people would be like, what? You're going to play poker? <laughs> then when that doesn't pan out, to have what was your mindset at that point? Were you like, maybe yeah. I have to go back? Or were you still committed and you're like, I just need to find the right thing? Yeah, I was just like, I need to figure out you know, why I love this game so much. Cause I was enjoying doing it, even though I wasn't making big bucks or anything. Mm-hmm. I was also documenting this on social media too. So you can actually go back and you can see every single session, every single win loss. And it's, it doesn't amount to anything grand, but uh, it, it is on Instagram. Oh, wow. Uh, that's that's besides awesome. the point. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to figure out and analyze for myself and become more self-aware, you know, why do I love this game? And really it's because of all the diversity in the game, bringing all the backgrounds together and stories from different people, you know, playing poker with a, a corporate guy next to like a younger Asian student next to a grandmother. Like it's all these people who would never hang out ever in any walk of life except for the poker table. And uh, I just got to know a bunch of different people and their stories. Like, this is interesting. You know, I, not only do I like the math, and the gambling and the winning, hopefully, but I also like the interaction, the social part of it. Uh, because I didn't like playing online poker because that wasn't, you know, just pressing buttons. I might as well just sit in a cubicles i'm gonna press buttons all day mm-hmm. so um also live poker is easier because you can see people you can get certain reads off them but anyway i was like well, how, how can i parlay this interest and this passion i have into something a little more productive and so i had been starting already um to do some instagram stuff to research you know how to build an online business and brand and uh, i was listening to a bunch of podcasts playing poker as well. And so I was like, I'll just start a podcast and, you know, try to reach out and talk to cool people and learn from them how they've built online social media brands and businesses of themselves. And so not only can I produce content, but I can learn, you know, with hopefully an audience as we grow. So it kind of knocks, you know, out two birds with one stone. So I've been doing that, just applying my sales skills to Instagram DMs for the most part, you know, sourcing guests. It was a lot harder in the beginning. 
now it's much easier, but you know, I've stuck with it and been consistent with it. And uh, it's been, man, it's been amazing to connect with so many incredible people. Um, not only interviewing people, but being on podcasts like this, it's just, it's, it's really cool to connect with people doing similar things with similar mindsets. You know, it's that, that attitude we talked about this, no, no, the no snooze attitude. So, uh, that's what I try to embody. I just call it something different. I call it new age, but it's right. all in the same bucket. But, uh, yeah, I've been learning, doing, and, you know, getting towards the application of it. Yeah, no, you, you take a ton of action and, and even your, um, you, you know, your, your podcast, what was it that, that made you decide, okay, yes, I want a podcast, but now basically to leverage and scale, I am going to highlight influencers, which is, I mean, it's Very genius, but now how did you, while you were starting out, you know, get in touch with somebody who has a massive following on Instagram. And I'm sure it was just through trial and error. Um, you know, we go through that now as well. But but again, we've only been doing this for six months now, right? Since I'm terrible yeah, something with dates. like that. About, about six, <laughs> about six, seven months. Um, but as it keeps going, you know, it gets a little bit easier and easier. But you know, we're at a we're at a different level now than obviously you are. You, you're 90 episodes in, I think, at this point, um, and, and your content is great. But how how did you decide? Okay, now I want to go highlight people. Uh, I guess who are influencers in the space. Yeah, so uh, I was intrigued by how they were making money. Like it's just you know some of them are much more savvy than others. I knew I liked you. I love <laughs> yeah, this part. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, I want to, I want to live for a living or do mm. something like that, right? So, um, I was just really interested in how that worked. Like, what are the main ways that people are monetizing? So, it's, you know, it all starts with money, right? I, know I quit my job, I need, I'm going to need some money, but I, I'm also interested, like, to talk to new people as well. And not only that, I knew in the back of my mind, like, if this actually works out, and I get in touch with these people and they agree to come on. It's just a natural marketing cycle built into it because mm -hmm. if they're happy with the podcast production, then they'll promote it on their stuff and it'll automatically get new people every single week. Yeah. So it's like, I don't have to do anything extra really as far as marketing. It's efficient. Um, in the beginning when, you know, when I don't have capital to just spend money on ads or anything. Yeah. But, um, so that, that was my thought process. And so in the beginning to source the guests, I just treated it just like sales just created a prospect list, just reached out to them, kept track of like when they opened the message, if they opened it, if they responded back, you know, my follow-up times, uh, just organized tracking of it. Just like, you know, applying my Salesforce tactics into Instagram DM tactics. Did you work for Salesforce? Uh, no, but I oh, use wow. Salesforce. Yeah, I use yeah. that CRM and literally yeah. almost probably four out of the five software jobs I had, I used, yeah. I had to keep track of my you know, opportunities and accounts and leads and all that in Salesforce. So nice. it's just See, a very natural thing. For I me love to that. Do. I love when you, you take the application of something that you've learned. Well, I'm sorry. You, you take the strategies, I guess, from something that you've learned and apply it yeah. into a different energy, but it's all the same stuff. But and it's for yourself. You made that yeah. point earlier. You're doing yeah. it for yourself now, which I'm it sure motivates you. That's an easy motivation. Yeah. And the, the, you said something interesting. You said, yeah, it all starts with money, but you also made a good point that it's, it's not so much money, it's freedom. You know, money allows Correct. you to do whatever the hell you want. So exactly. that the real goal is freedom. So I've been obsessed and we always talk about how can you, maybe it's not money, but how can you get, you know, free stuff that in turn helps you free up cash. 
So like, you know, getting branded by suits or whatever the, the collaboration opportunity is, that's kind of what we've been obsessed with versus the click per, you know, uh, whatever model, whatever that's called. CPM. CPM. Model. Yeah. It's, uh, it's absolutely insane. The amount that I've learned and the difference in mindset I have from just two years ago to now. Cause I, I say that cause I'm taking you back to when I started, it was yeah. about money yeah. and I thought that's what it was going to be about, but no, you're right. It's about freedom. Money is just a tool to dig the hole to freedom. Like mm-hmm. you need to get to freedom lifestyle. Money just provides the options to do so. And that's just one of like, you know, thousands of lessons now that I've learned about certain things, just money and time and, you know, how to approach things and think about things, persistence and, and all of that. So, so at, and let, let us know for overstepping out of all the people you talk to and all the strategies, what did you find as far as monetizing that was the most effective for you? What was the strategy that you like cling to or uh, the combination? Yeah. So, uh, like most, like the top level ways to make money online, I make exactly just rattle them off. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, mainly you'll make the money from either the actual social media platform itself, like YouTube monetization or a Facebook monetization. You can make money from brand sponsorships. You can make money from affiliate deals. You can make money from physical products, digital products, or consulting. Like those are the big six. Mm-hmm. And so some of those are much easier to do than others as a beginner. Some of those are much harder to get to, but more lucrative. Some of those are much more passive than others. So for, for everyone out there, if you're just starting, it makes most sense to step your toe in the water of consulting because that's essentially giving you that first ring on your belt for freedom, which is location freedom. Mm -hmm. So if you can get money as a consultant, after you build up a little bit of a brand or authority or some kind of credibility, then you can start to get clients yourself. And you don't even really have to get that many clients to equate well, most of the time to equal your previous job, you know, Maybe if you get 10 clients at a thousand a pop, you know, 10 grand a month, 120 K a year, you know, that's a pretty good living for most people. You know, well, that's not mm. including taxes, but, um, don't worry about consulting taxes. is, is kind of the, the thing that I recommend most people get into if they haven't made any money online, because you don't have to have a huge following for that. You can, you can just source it yourself through DMS, just like I did with guests. Um, and then once you get that down, you can start to understand what people really want and then you can start to create some more scalable income options. So, I, I mean, I'm literally in the mix of it right now. And mm-hmm. I've been doing some one-on-one consulting. Um, I didn't monetize for a long time. I actually wanted to build up a little bit of a, some credibility and authority before I started doing that because if you go into onla- the online game thinking you're just going to monetize immediately or try to make money without having the proven model of what you've been doing to sell that service. Like it's just to make sense to people. People think you're trying to scam them. They won't believe you. You won't get any testimonials. You won't get any social proof. So it's kind of a, a step-by-step process that you need to go through. And this is something, again, I've just, you know, learned from talking to everyone, not something I knew, but just uh, learning by teaching, learning by experimentation. Um, so I'm just in the process now of actually kind of, uh, you know, I, I haven't put a huge amount of focus into one-on-one consulting, but definitely a little bit. But now I, I'm actually launching in the next week or two a, a more of a group consulting program for podcasters mm-hmm. uh, to help podcasters, you know, do exactly this, you know, monetize their following and also grow their social media accounts. Because there's a lot of podcasters out there that don't have a background in sales, that mm-hmm. don't have a background in marketing, that want to talk about something specific, but don't know how to go about it the right way. So that's where I'm starting. 
you know, I'm not even starting in like the big affiliate games or brand sponsorships or anything like that. You know, I'm starting in the weeds just like everyone else. So that's how I recommend people go about it. The, um, um no, that's, that's great stuff. And you, you said something and I want to <clears throat> see, obviously, you know, the, the tactics to build a, a social media following. We're kind of just, you know, figuring it out now. Um, but before we, it was funny before we ever even launched a podcast, I was excited in episode one. I remember saying it. we had like 1100 followers just literally building up this podcast. Like <laughs> we're going to launch it. We're going to launch. We that were the fire festival yeah, that was podcast fire for a while. We were so like, we, we don't have a podcast. Yeah, we, we had <laughs> 1100 people and now we're at about, you know, 5,000, 5,500, uh, but it's organic and, and it's really, you know, an authentic following that's kind of latched onto us, which has been great. Um, we're so appreciative of that. But at around 2,500 followers, and I'm more concerned with active engagement uh, versus just the number of followers because anybody can go by, you know, an, an amount of followers. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But the biggest thing, and I want to hear from you on really growing social media, um, not only for us, but somebody who's, who's just starting that's really trying to, to build a, a page. I saw a significant we, we had a, we had a talk, the three of us. We said, all right, we're at 2,500 now. To get us to 5,000, something's got to change. And the one thing that we did, and I don't even know why I really started doing it. I just remember typing podcast into the uh, hashtags. Which is genius. Right? And I literally just started clicking on pages. And before I knew it, thousands of pages actually end in podcasts. Like ours is No Snooze Podcast. Right? And yours is New Age Influencer Podcast. Right? Yep. So you, you see all these names. So I just started hitting follow. I would, I would go to their page. I'd like a couple photos, might DM them, engage with them. Aaron, when I tell you we got from 2,500 to 5,000 with that single technique, I didn't, I didn't know it was that easy. Yeah. I called him. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Because there's people <laughs> following us left and right. I'm like, did you post like yourself naked? Like, what are you doing? Why is it? Yeah. I thought he screwed something up where he like posted the wrong thing. But, and- I mean, have you seen the same, I mean the same thing, obviously I'm sure you could speak to more, um, I, I guess of the tactics of it, but does that, uh, do we sound on the right track? Yeah, no, that's, uh, you hit it on the head. That's the exact thing that I've done. And that's what I recommend to people. It's like, go and follow our accounts that are similar to what you're doing. It's collaboration over competition because mm. they well, will like follow that. you back because it's they have nice. the same interests as you. Or go and interact with people who liked the posts of those podcast people. Like, cause they obviously have shown interest in that type of account too. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're just doing the mass like thing, but chances are you'll hit some that have similar interests. So, yeah, targeting your active one-on-one battle engagement is the most important thing in the beginning. It's just that foundation work. It's that Gary V type of, you know, Twitter mentality where he spent 10 hours a day for three years straight just responding to all the wine conversations on Twitter. And that's what you do when you don't have following. You have to build a solid base and then eventually it'll get to a point where you don't have to do that one-on-one battle anymore mm-hmm. and it'll start to, you know, just organically grow itself. Well, it's you know, still good to always reach out to people one-on-one. But yeah, I did the same thing. I would I would go and follow and like. I still do it with a podcast account. I, You know, most of my followers in the podcast account are podcasters. And, and that's also who I'm going to be helping here in this monetization method. So, you know, I want to keep, you know, I want to talk to them all the time. Um, so that's what I recommend, you know, starting out. But not only just people that are similar to you, it's again, the people that are interested in the things you're talking about people that are interested in mindset, business, self-improvement, 
you know, you go to those big accounts, you go to the people who've liked those photos and you go and interact with those people who like those photos yep. or comment it. The commenters are better because they've shown that they actually they, yes. engage with posts. Do you, do you have any merch? Do I what? Do you, you sell any merch? Oh, merchandise. No, I do not. So uh, we started to scratch the surface of it. And I think it's a long term. It's a great play because they have things like now we use Printful where you're able to, you're able to design whatever you want with just your logo. And then yeah. there's a drop shipping arm of it. And you can have a storefront of Spotify. I think the overhead's like 30 bucks a month. So it's pretty absurd that you can offer, you know, 40 variations of gear with no overhead other than $30. And if you build a strong enough brand with an identity, long term, it's just a constant revenue source. It's built in marketing. It's it's like what you're talking about. It's that efficiency arm. Um, yeah, absolutely. That phys- that's that physical product branch. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, a lot of people think physical products. They think, ah, oh, I got I to gotta come up with a a design, a prototype, find a manufacturer, you know, get inventory. And that is a lot. And some people do that. It's it's really successful for a lot of people, but it definitely takes more of a push to get that going where Mm -hmm. if you just drop ship it, if you do POD print on demand, just, you know, scrub t-shirts and just send them off. Yeah. yeah, That's easy. And and yeah, you can definitely make a nice passive income stream there without putting in too much of the initial work. And we, we actually did both because at first, Believe it or not, and I think you can see it behind us, the, the No Snooze logo. It's a, yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's an hourglass. It's a Z with a line through. It's got a lot of meaning to us. Um, and people latched onto the logo. But we, I remember we had th- like prototypes just for us. And we just, on an Instagram story, like, hey, anybody interested in this? And then all of a sudden, we sold... I mean, now it's probably up to 200, 200 hoodies, <laughs> 200 t-shirts. It's crazy. Um, but we didn't do it with the... In- Tent to just make the money like it actually meant something to us the the content yeah. um you know that that we're putting out so i think it's really important first to make sure that you have a message yeah. um and a or, or a skill that you enjoy doing that you can help and the consulting thing has actually been something that i do on a professional level outside of you know podcasting um but i for some reason i don't know why my confidence is lacking for whatever reason, as I think about it, to like offer that to somebody. And I don't know why, because I'm a, I'm a very confident guy. Um, but I just do so much for free. Like mm-hmm. if somebody asked me for something, I never thought of like charging, but you know, I do a lot of workout stuff, right? I have a bunch yeah. of certifications and all that stuff. So when people ask me, I could really be monetizing on it. So the next yeah. person that DMs me, asks me for a fitness program, I'm charging you. I'm telling Aaron, <laughs> Aaron sent me. No, DM, DM me and I'll, uh, I'll charge him and then I'll give you what's left over. Yeah, but I mean, I guess the, the biggest thing is to, to have a, a genuine message that you're, you're trying to create with your content to then build, I guess, the following through that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would say, of course, you should start charging. But even if you're not charging right now, if you're going to help them for free, like maybe it's a friend or a distant relative or something, at least get a commitment from them that if you help them and get them X result, they're going to send you Y video, like saying mm-hmm. how you help them. Because yep. social proof is the only thing that we have online to go off of to make more sales and to scale. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, it's just yeah. like Yelp or Rotten Tomatoes. You yep. know, people are going to, you can say you're the best in the world. I think I'm the best in the world. Everyone thinks they're the greatest, but until someone else says it, no one's really going to take you seriously. That's right. an amazing point. And I've been thinking for the real estate stuff, getting video 
um, I don't reviews, but you know, uh, testimonials, just yes. interviewing people say, Oh, what'd you work with Mike on? What'd you think? And I don't even need to be there. It'd be pretty funny if I was there and I'm like, yeah, that's good. Keep that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's a great point because if someone else recommends you, your chances of closing the deal are much better. Like if someone says, listen to this podcast, I've been listening to it. You're much more likely to listen because someone, you know, move oh, documentaries, all that. Absolutely. Yeah. Point. I was, uh, I had like a beta group of people I was helping for a three month span. Um, we're kind of in a break right now, but I was helping them all for free. And uh, I said, I'll, I'll help you free forever with whatever I'm doing in the future. Wow. But you just got to send me some video stuff. So I have like 25 videos. I haven't rolled out any of them yet. But, you gave um, free forever? Yeah, free for like uh, for like consulting calls. Because yeah, I'll be yeah, doing yeah. consulting calls yeah, yeah. like once a week. You know, it's yeah, not like I'm going to be hopping on there. No, no, it's pretty awesome. Though, free forever. That, that's but the test once a week for two hours, like anyone can hop on for that's that pretty time. pretty cool. Very cool. Um, it's a great idea. So, and, then, and I'm going to be charging for that very, very soon, but I needed that initial kind of free social media proof yeah. to, to sell it. So when I roll it out here in two weeks or whatever it's going to be, I'm pretty confident that I'll get at least a couple podcasters yeah. to sign up oh, uh, sure. initially because of that. Uh, but what I was going to make a point too, um, for people listening out there, there is a little bit of a difference between testimonials and case studies because testimonials is just like, uh, Dave is great. He's a fantastic guy. I really like him. He helped me, but test, but case studies is like, before I met Dave, I was struggling with this. And after I talked to Dave, he helped me realign this thing or this strategy. Now I'm here. And that sells way more than just the testimonials. The testimonials are great too, but the case studies, that's where the gold is. That's what I've learned. That's what people have said had really skyrocketed their sales and their results for whatever service or product they're selling is when you actually get people, other people to tell people, other you know audience that uh, they got a result because of it. Have, right. you, have you ever thought of recording your like consulting, you know, recording the the segments because I'm I'm constantly thinking about like scaling. You're just one person. We're just two people, three people. How can we have babies, have careers, and then also monetize a podcast without killing ourselves and our schedules? Right. So so yeah. So the question, the answer to that for me. I honestly think the holy grail of everything that I've learned after talking to all the people who've made money in different ways, different aspects, I really think the holy grail and what we're all migrating towards is the subscription economy because mm -hmm. we're all used to subscriptions, but we're used to subscriptions for services and companies. We're not necessarily used for, you know, used to subscriptions for people and personal brands or podcast brands, but that's what it's going to, that's what is we're trending towards um, because People don't really give a shit about just the information anymore because the course boom happened several years back where you could charge for an ebook or courses, you know, launch it, sell it, not touch it and get that passive income. But now there's so many of those courses out there and YouTube and Google, like you can find anything you want for free. Like you're not really, your information's not any more special than the next guys or girls. Yeah. But your access to you is what's what people are going to pay for. I call it, I got this from one of my mentors, uh, Mark Lack, who's a personal brand, branding guy, CAP, which is confirmation access and putting it together. So people don't pay for the information. They pay for the confirmation that they're doing it right. The access to you to ask them questions specific to their situations to apply those tactics and strategies and then putting it together and making it work, you know, all um, sync together for, for themselves. That's what people pay for. So if you can give them a combination of information 
and access to you like one-on-one or like group consulting calls with those videos that have all been recorded in the past and recorded as a library, like as a content library, just like Netflix, mm-hmm. I call it turning yourself into Netflix mm-hmm. because everyone's understands that, you know, conceptually in their head, but it takes, you know, a lot of work to do it. You have to establish the credibility. You have to figure out what you're going to offer. You have to figure out a problem you can help people solve. So that's the, that is the process and path that I'm on. I'm just kind of in the second phase, gotcha. which I'll be launching a group consulting. And then the final phase will be that official membership platform where I integrate the videos into it rather than just calls. Wow. Cause they oh, have a uh, Patreon. Have you heard of Patreon? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is absolutely. That the so Patreon's great. Do? It's the same thing, mm-hmm. same but they, they, they take a cut. So uh, yeah, you don't want I don't that. Want to, I don't want to give them. All right. I was actually going to, going to go there with the, um, you know, every, everyone hears about Gary V right but <laughs> i like how you said that yeah, j- just gary v but um you you have a a great mindset when it comes to like the audio boom and how you know if you're deciding to actually get into a space now that it's really not too late because a lot of people they even ask and it's funny we spoke about it on a podcast before people actually reach out and they're like hey man would you would you guys be uh think that i'm copying you if i start a podcast i'm like what yeah <laughs> of course that, you are. That, that's like saying, you know, well, we'd be jealous if you go get a job because yeah, we have a yeah. job too. It's like I want to work in government. <laughs> and, it, it, right, right. and it's hard yeah. to, it's hard to explain, but I mean, we see it because now we're in it. Obviously you've seen it cause you're in it two years longer than we've been in it. Where do you think we're at with, um, you know, people that want to jump into an audio platform, uh, I guess in the audio these days. Yeah. A couple of things on that. I mean, there's a million podcasts right now which seems like a ton, but in the grand reality, it's not that much at all. You know, there's a billion YouTube channels, billions of Instagram accounts, billions of blogs. Uh, so podcasting is like just a small little baby. Wow. 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 Wait, 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 repeat, (laughs) repeat that. So there's a million, there's only a million podcasts right now. And there's, I never thought about this billions billions of Facebook accounts, YouTube channels, Mm -hmm. Instagram accounts, and so blocks. that's it right there. The, Smaller pond. Right? Mm-hmm. So you yeah, have so he, much time to jump in. Yeah. But just because, you know, it's so kind of, it's still, it's hot. You know, people, everyone's knows someone that's starting a podcast that people think because they hear about it, that, you know, everyone has a podcast, but it's just, you know, you're just hearing about it a lot because people are promoting it a lot. And it's just, you know, it's a, it, it's really not a huge, huge market yet. And I think it's going to start to get there with, the recent acquisitions with like Joe Rogan from Spotify and Spotify just released that they're giving a bunch of influencers, new deals, Addison Ray, the TikTok girl and her mom just launched their podcast, uh, which is already huge. Cause they're like, she's like the second most followed person on TikTok. Um, who was that? Pod- Addison Ray. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and, and Charlie, the, the most followed person on TikTok, <laughs> Charlie Demalio or whatever. Uh, she has her own fucking, Dunkin' Donuts drink. You can go and order the Charlie at Dunkin' Donuts if you want. See, I, that is my. I <laughs> my, love that. Stuff. Mike. Mike will say he made it if I'm he gets. I'm a capitalist <laughs> through and through, and like we've <laughs> we had conversations with good friends, and they're like, and there's nothing wrong with waiting to monetize. I just in a commission base, you know how it is. I just go for whatever you can get in the beginning, and then keep retooling. So like, if someone's gonna give me ten dollars to rock a wristband on a pie, I'm doing it. You know, that's how yeah. I am, you know? Yeah. Well, she's, I mean, because she in her TikTok videos, I guess, always talked about coffee, how she went to this. Yeah, she so, always like, has the coffee. Yep. She's no, from it's, it's, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. She's from know, Norwalk, but, uh, Connecticut, I think. 
Oh, or can I? Yeah. Can yeah. I, oh, yeah. She's yeah, like yeah. two towns away from us. Maybe. There it is. I couldn't Perfect. scout out the talent and be like, all right, I'll fund you. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So, um, go, oh, did you want to say something Sorry to interrupt there? you. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, it's all good. Not, but I was just, um, yeah, a million podcasts in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not a huge deal. And then just to your other point, I was going to say, you want competition. Like right. if there's no competition, if, you're, if, I, if your idea hasn't been done yet, well, you want to run the other way. Because it's going to take a lot more work to start a new idea in a new industry that no one's ever heard of before than it is to put your own spin on an existing idea. That's what that's the information or the advice I get all the time from entrepreneurs. You know, people think they have to come up with the new Uber or the new Amazon to be successful. It's like, no, 99% of successful entrepreneurs take an existing idea and put their own spin on it and make it better in their own personality, their own way. And that's how they win. You know, it's not it's not different. It's just better. It, it's interesting too how your whole podcast is um, encouraging lifestyle business, right? When I was in college and we had all these business ideas, that was looked down upon, right? They would say that's a lifestyle business. You don't want to do that. You want scale. You want to run a company that's you know fortune, whatever. And looking back, no, I wanted yeah, a no. lifestyle business. <laughs> yeah. They just were old school, and they. Didn't, didn't give me the advice. So it's very refreshing that I'm seeing that you're encouraging people to say, find your passion and then figure out how to monetize it. And you don't need to make, I mean, it's very Gary Vee to say, but you don't need to make 400,000 a year. You make 60 grand, you're happy and you're doing things you love and you're, it's worth it. So it's, and you can, it's, yeah, if you do that, you can scale up. Yeah. You just have to match your old lifestyle to be like at least even happier than you were and then you can control it. But then, Instead of waiting on your damn boss to give you a promotion or a raise, which is little, little, little each year, well, you can have some new thing that you implement and just, just go to the freaking moon one year. But you never would have had that opportunity if yeah. you were just doing your job. And, you, and uh, people you, always ask me, like, why, you know, do you like your job when I was doing sales? And I would say, uh, well, yeah, kind of. But really, the only reason is because my, my money to effort ratio is really solid. Nice. When it comes like to, when it comes to corporate America, yeah, yeah, because you know, sales is yeah. like you don't you have to put in good effort and do it right. You can make a lot of money for not nearly as much work as like uh, you know a data accountant or something. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm talking to somebody that's very similar to Mike Pirelli right it, here. <laughs> you got my language, yeah, no, and it, and it is gold. It really yeah. is. It's different gold for me, um, but it's it it's true gold. And the other thing I really like about Aaron too is. And you see this in successful people, really in any any industry. And this is applicable, I, I believe, anywhere in life and is, is a very valuable tool. Not only being authentic and, you know, your passion and all that stuff is great, but telling people actually what you're doing mm. while you're doing it makes all the difference in the world because your credibility skyrockets. And if honestly, if you do it well yourself, there's no downside to telling people a se- it's not a secret, right? Like what, what you just said is a fact. Everything that you're doing has probably been done before, but it's not Aaron's way of doing it. So that's where you get to put your spin. Same thing with Dave and Mike and Claudio, right? But I, I, I just appreciate that about you because you're very open, even in the podcast episodes of, of a New Age Influencer that I've listened to, you're, you're very strategic in telling, look, it's not rocket science. This is exactly what I did, and this is how I'm doing it, and it's helpful to people. The whole time concept that you're talking about, I say it every episode, 
when you make the realization that it's all about maximizing return for your time and you know it's just the time to income time to benefits time to results you your whole mindset changes because you're like yeah i can run around like a madman and do this but i can do the same thing by recording myself in a video and it takes me you know might take me an hour up front but then i have that video forever right exactly. so it's it's all the exactly yeah it's just shift. an asset that serves you forever and you know the money you earn allows you to buy your time back so instead of you having to drag your ass to get your car washed you just pay someone to come to your garage and wash it for you and you have to do that with money if you don't have that extra money you have to go and spend that half hour washing the car or changing the oil mm-hmm. or going grocery shopping as opposed to getting someone to just deliver it to your house every single week like fresh vegetable basket like whatever you know yeah so that money allows you to buy your time back and, and allows you to focus more on stuff that you like doing, but also stuff that you're good at doing, which makes for a much happier life. And going back to, again, what, uh, what you said, Dave, is the journey is like the most important part. You know, I'm so happy that I have documented this podcast from the very beginning because you can see from the very start, you know, not only I'm, you know, hoping that I've gotten better as a podcaster, but like just the involvement you know, I've changed my mind multiple times on like intros and like what I've been doing and the types of things I've been doing, but it's all documented. It's all there. Someone can go back to the very beginning and watch it. And I'm not nearly anywhere near, not even in this the stadium of where I want to be, but I'm definitely further along than I was two years ago. And they can see that progression, but it's important to document that journey because that's what people are addicted to. And that's what people are, can relate to. Because no one can really relate to Lewis Howes. Like, so if you're a new podcaster and you could pay me like $95 a month to get my expertise, I've been doing it for two years, you know, semi-successful podcast, or you could pay 10 grand to get help from Lewis Howes for once a month. Like, you know, it doesn't make sense to do the Lewis Howes things because you have no relatability there. He's way above everyone else in the podcast game. And you would rather pay someone who's a little bit farther along on the journey than you but still relatable, which is so key. And then on the flip side of that, if you get to like a Lewis House type of uh, uh, credibility or stature and you've been documenting it from the beginning, you know, how cool is that to go from his journey way back when to where he is now? And he has some of those videos like way back when him and Gary Vee and a couple of those other guys uh, were looking all scrubby and kind of worn down, just like starting out in their journeys. And it's like, yeah, there's some of those, you know, there's not much, but there is some, but uh, if we could go back, for example, and scroll through, you know, uh, uh, Steve jobs or even fricking Donald uh, could go back and like go to his first post ever. If he was posting along or like Steve jobs was posting videos of him and was like in the garage and them yelling at each other. Like how cool would that be? Yep. <laughs> yep. <Nice. laughs> Before and, they made it. And to Dave's point, and I have a question for you. When you are verbal and you tell people what you're doing, especially when you're starting out, you have mixed responses, right? Because people have their preconceived notions on what you're going to do. They really don't understand it. I know for us, we got a very mixed response. A lot of support, but a lot of people that kind of patronize you and, oh, yeah. yeah. And they like said it. No snooze, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We still get it. <laughs> what was, when you decided to start, I, I, we listened to your first episode today and you sounded extremely confident. You sounded very polished. A lot different than us when we started. We kind of were winging it <laughs> and 
But what was the initial response? Do you remember like after you posted the first episode? Yeah, I just, uh, I, I didn't get a lot of negative response. Um, but I know that there was a lot of people out there that were kind of like, Oh God, what is he doing? Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is kind of awkward, and, <laughs> but it is awkward. It is awkward when you do something different and you put yourself out there like that. And I know even to this day, uh, people who don't really understand what I've been doing or doing, you know, have those conversations. Like, I'm not sure like what's, what's going on here. Uh, but you know, now they start to see it form. They still don't see the full shape of it yet, but like they start to see it. But in the beginning, uh, the people who were closest to me were very supportive, especially, you know, immediate family. Um, but I, I was able, actually, I was lucky enough to start out with some pretty solid guests. So they yeah. were like, oh, shit. And that guy's, yeah, guy's a pretty solid guest. Um, yeah. And uh, it's nice to, to learn from from him. And, and maybe Aaron will say something semi-cool sometime. But yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, it... but uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been a good journey. But yeah, I mean, you just have to, if you're going to do something different, you have to be prepared for that blowback and some of those, you know, some people aren't going to respect or understand what you're doing. They may unfollow you or like not really talk to you anymore. Maybe they're distant friends and you still don't talk to yet, but yeah. they're, you know, they'll never reach out anymore. Like whatever, like yeah. this, but to get different results in life, you got to do different kind of types of stuff. That's, so, yeah. that's exactly it. Down. And that is a, a no snooze dime <laughs> right there. Good. You definitely um, got to follow through too. That was a good point. If you follow through. Yep. And you just keep doing it regardless of, of any sort of, you know, regardless of the outcome, right? You're just going to put the work in regardless. And once you commit to something, commit to any journey in life, that's the gold. As long as you're consistent, you continue to take actions, even when you don't want to take the actions. Small steps will always lead to the big wins. Um, so that's yeah. kind of what we always preach. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE. 30. Again, that's no snooze 30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Just to transition over to, um, to like life stuff, right? Has there been, and this is just something for me that I love hearing people um, in their personal experiences. Has there been a moment in your life where you've, you know, encountered a, a crazy struggle, a real adverse moment, um, and have been able to, I guess, struggle getting over it but you've come out on the other side is there something that like kind of sits there in an experience for you um i'd say just like the first realization that i'm not going to be able to make this uh casino these casino lifestyles work like uh, that i'm not going to actually be able to make it in poker it's like shit, i gotta do something different than what i originally quit my job for um i was prepared for that because i had been thinking about those options all along the way but like when it's like you know when it was multiple sessions and I, and I lost money and I didn't have an, another income, like it takes a toll on you again. I like risk, anxious. but uh, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. The you stress know, level go to your must job, be through they, the roof there. What's that? Yeah, the stress level must be just through the roof when you, I mean, 
you don't have another source of income and you just kind of, yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's a, it's hard to take when it's like, you know, you don't have a job and you're playing this game and maybe like you're in for a couple thousand dollars on this one pot where you're like a 75% favorite or something, but then they hit like a three or four outer to beat you and they should never beat you, but it's just some rich asshole doesn't care about money who should be playing the bigger games anyway. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's, but that's how it it goes with poker. Those who are familiar with poker will understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Those who aren't are probably confused, but uh, it's just, that's just how it happens. Like you can be good and get unlucky. So that was the first kind of hard pill to swallow. I still play a lot of poker and I played a lot of, po- I actually played a lot of online poker during Corona times because, but just with my friends, we took our home game online and uh, you, you know, took all their really money. Like, they're not that good. So yeah. yeah <laughs> Smart man. He's like, he's like, uh, Let, pay me this subscription. <laughs> I'll teach you how to play poker. And I'll take your money. I'll take your money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then the second, honestly, the biggest second uh, adversity is probably what I'm doing right now. It's like, uh, I've been, I've just kind of been skating this uh, second rollout here for a while, but I'm going to be doing it very soon. Uh, but I probably should have done it. Should have done it like several months ago, but I've just, in my mind, I'm like, you know, am I ready to officially launch this thing for people to pay me for? Um, I, I think I need to do a couple more episodes, do a couple more episodes, get yeah. some more credibility. But uh, there's never a good time. It's like having a yeah, baby. Yeah, that's why it's a it's definitely a lesson. That's that's something I know. But like, yeah. it's, you know, money wise, I haven't had my true back against the wall yet. So mm-hmm. you know, it'll come if I don't take this action here soon. But uh, I'm pretty confident I'll be able to make it work. But it's just, yeah, you, you have a constant imposter syndrome sometimes. Mm. Like, you know, am I really worth this money? Am I yeah. worth doing this? Am I worthy of talking to these people? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Bill Perkins, who's probably one of the richest guys I've ever talked to in my life. Um, he's a big poker player too, but he just, oh. he's like Bill Zarian's, one of Bill Zarian's best friends. He just wrote a book called uh, Die With Zero about how to I know exactly your who you're talking about. He's yeah, actually always with Dan Bilzerian too. I, I thought of yes. Perkins. Always. He was just with him for about two months in like Croatia and Greece and all of that. Yes, yeah, t- uh, rough life. I thought of Tony Perkins <laughs> from Heavyweights when you said that. I'm like, gotcha. Perkins. Yeah, not, like, not Tony Perkins. The sausage, sing- <laughs> the sausage king Anyway, I, you know, I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm two years into this and I'm talking to this guy and he's worth a thousand million times more than me. I The biggest loss he's ever taken in poker because I always watch him on the high stakes games mm. was like 2.7 million. Holy oh, wow. most he's ever lost in one pot. So that puts that one in perspective right. <laughs> how, how rich he is versus <laughs> yeah. where I am. But, uh, you know, talking to him on the same level and just like shooting the shit with him, it's just like, damn, this is, this is crazy. Like I can relate to this guy on so many levels, so many levels that I can't, but like I can still keep my own with a conversation. So That's got to be uh, a reaffirming, you know, point in the whole process. There's, yeah. there's little things that happen where I know you seem like the type that you don't uh, sit on your successes, but there's got to be points where you just kind of think to yourself like, wow, this is pretty cool. Like, how did I get here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, these guys and then you talk to them and they're, you know, they're just regular people. They're like, you know, just celebrities. They're just regular people, but they've just done something so well for so long. They have this credibility and fan base and following built up but you know they they make the same mistakes as you do um actually one of my most favorite conversations uh his name's eluding me right now but he's like a a really high-end consultant uh for like he had a couple billionaire clients and so he's like these these guys have more money than god but i'm a consulting with them on these events and i walk into this guy's you know mansion in dubai or whatever top of the thing he's worth a billion dollars and he's like 
he's freaking out. I'm like, he's like, Oh, the Steve Sims, Steve Sims is who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. Steve was, Steve was like, you know, why, why are you, why are you so unhappy? He's like, man, I, I just can't figure out what type of sushi I want to order tonight for everyone. And I'm, you know, having very stressed out time figuring it out. And like, Oh Jesus, like, like that's not a big problem, but something he's stressing out about. It's like, damn. Okay. Just buy a, su- <laughs> just buy a sushi, sushi joint. If that much money, <laughs> yeah, like, just buy, buy, like, yeah, just just buy like, it all, buy all like, the, buy the sushi, whole menu. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. He's still stressing like, out about it. It's like, it's a regular guy. He's got a yeah. money. Yeah. Wow. Um, now, there was something I wanted to ask you about. Um, I forget exactly where I was because uh, I I got kind of wrapped up in there. Yeah, but it gets the, me fired up. But the um, social media stuff. Um, when you are now, I guess, say you have your. Let's draw up a scenario. You have you have a job, right? And somebody is not willing to basically risk it all and just quit. For whatever reason, if they can't pay their bills right away, you know, whether they can't pay their rent doing it because they'd obviously be in the street. Walk us through, I guess, the process to say, okay, you know what? You have the realization that this is not what I want to be doing, but how can I start building something, I guess, on the side? Um, what what steps would you would you kind of guide them in that direction there? Yeah, I mean, I and uh, a good so I always you know, pull pieces of gold from interviews I've had. That's the beauty of talking to like everyone in the sun. Like you just grab things that they've said, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're said it better. But I, my uh, interview with Jeff Seconder, who's a big like uh, capital finance guy now, credit guy, business credit. Uh, he was working at a huge firm. I think it was, it might've been JP Morgan, but anyway, it's like in, in Ohio, one of the big headquarters. And uh, he was just getting so tired of wearing a I going to work because in finance, like that's the epitome of. Look at Mike's tie. I like wearing suits. So that's. Yeah, fine. well, some people like doing it. Yeah, like, he, it. he hated it. So yeah, he, he's it. like, I hate this. Like yeah. he wanted to wear a t shirt. He probably people, didn't wear it well. Some, that's people, why. some <laughs> people are suit guys, some people aren't. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he's like, I hate this bullshit. I was like, I don't want to wear it anymore. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm going to start building up my own brand. He started to listen to a lot of Gary Vee. And so he just started posting on Instagram once a day. Like he took what he learned in his corporate finance job and just applied it to the personal finance for the regular consumer. Mm. Uh, so he just made like one video a day on Instagram, committed to it every single day, one video, him just like standing in front of a whiteboard or him standing outside on the street or whatever, talking about finance, giving like one piece of valuable information for people to take and implement to improve their finances or mindset about finances. And uh, he built up a following over time and it got to a point where they found out about it. And I guess with financial regulations, they're like, you cannot be talking about this stuff on Instagram or on social media or whatever. And so he's like, all right, I quit. (laughs) So he quit and then started to build his brand. And he's, he's in San Diego here. He's seven figure entrepreneur, probably almost eight figures now. And, uh, he's killing it. So it's just a matter of being willing to put yourself out there on the platforms that people can see you on. Because unless people can see you, they're not going to know about you. And unless if they don't know about you, you're never going to be able to monetize or like create a brand or business. So you have to be seen to make it. And uh, that's how it works. I mean, there's lots of money. There's lots of ways to make money without being seen. But the most straight line way to make money these days, if you're just like a regular Joe who's working at a job and wants to do something different, like you're just going to have to be heard. 
out there and you're going to need to attract people to, to your stuff based on what you're talking about and based on your personality. It's just, I'm sure you've heard of the article about with Kevin Kelly, the thousand true friends. It's like, you don't need that many people to, to build a business on the side. You just need a thousand super fans and you'll be set for life mm-hmm. or not even a thousand, 500, like depending on your price points for what you're selling. But, um, that's all, that's all it takes. And you can only get those super fans by creating content, written word, audio, video, you know, you don't have to do all of them. You can do one of them. You can start with one and then mm-hmm. go into them all, but it's just, what do you like doing the best? I like podcasting because I can sit in my damn underwear and do it. And it just doesn't take a lot of, doesn't take nearly as much right effort. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Should we go down? No, no, I got basketball shorts on right now. It's fair. It's fair. I've done a bunch of during uh, Corona times, I would do like, I'd FaceTime with people and go over stuff and, you know, do showings virtually. And uh, a lot of the times I had sweats on. And then a couple people called me out. So <laughs> ever since then, I always wear pants. Because when they call me out, I'm like, you know. And, uh, and also, the other thing, the other point is, you know, you don't have to be someone that's an expert. Like, a lot of people think to go online or to create a side of income, you need to be an expert at something. So they just keep waiting. They keep reading. They keep listening to other podcasts till they get, like, expert status in their mind. They never end up doing anything because they're never going to get to expert status in their mind. So you just have to take the leap because creating content and teaching it, that's really what creates expertise. Mm-hmm. So you could literally be, you know, not know anything and become something as a student rather than just, a, you know, an expert. And that's what I did. And that's the route that I recommend because you can, again, kill two birds with one stone. You can learn and teach at the same time and produce content so people can get to know you and you can get smarter. So that's yeah. And ultimately, even if you aren't adding any value, is if you're entertaining, people come back. Like the meme pages that. that are making, you know, Jerry Media, whoever that was, they just did memes, and then all yeah, of a sudden, Jerry. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, I have one of those accounts too. It's called New Age Mindsets, and all I do is post crazy videos. But I I, I do a one liner like the meme accounts. But where I stand out is I actually try to write something helpful. Mm. kind of semi-related to the comedic video. So not only people are entertained a lot of times, but then for the people who actually care about the message, they can read something that's a little more helpful than just the regular, you know, college meme girls doing crazy shit. Um, But like, you know, so I have that too. But yeah, I mean, content should do one of four things or or a combination of all these things that should, you know, entertain, inspire, educate, or relate or a combination of any of those. And mm. if you hit those four or one or two of those, you're going to win. So I consider the podcast education and entertainment because, you know, we're having fun. Hopefully it's kind of funny for some people, but they're also learning something as well. So that, I call it edutainment, education, entertainment spliced together. Oh, that's mm. nice. You got to patent that. Oh, get it. Aaron Patton. That was good. I'm a dad now. Sorry. I'm a dad now. I got dad jokes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I, I stole that from someone. I'm not sure who I stole it from. Oh, like all right, I, all right. It's definitely you, not my original thing. Do you ever think of removing <laughs> the numbers before your um, your podcast? So I've I've heard that that is a best practice now. Why? Uh, we'll think about it, right? If we stumble on his page and there's you have episode one to ninety nine, everyone's going to either jump to ninety nine or one. So by not having any numbers, they just kind of pick the topic or the person they like. 
there's more of a chance for exposure, right? I'm assuming that's evergreen. Yeah, and I think also the numbers now are maybe diminished the SEO a little bit, uh, yeah. the searchable title words. Right. But honestly, I don't think it's that big of that much of a deal to really impact it because I like knowing what interview I'm on. And I actually only number the interviews. I don't number the solo episodes. So I actually probably have about 160 episodes. Yeah, I saw the solo ones. And the, the reason I asked, those don't have numbers. So right. in my head, I'm like, that's smart because if someone, like I stumbled on it and I'm looking through and I'm like, oh, I like this topic. I, I don't know. One of your titles was very catchy. I forget what it was. It was something about like shit. Oh, very apps catchy. I forget what no, it was. No, this is right? very catchy. Apps that <laughs> get shit, right? What was it? Yeah, yeah. Apps right. that get shit. Yeah. Get, he's got to give me a sec. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I stall and I BS <laughs> so I can come in. Yeah. But it's smart because it if is. people stumble on, like these interviews, I don't even know if we're going to number them. Because they're just going to see the guest. They're going to see the description. If they like it, they'll jump on. So it's it's interesting. It's a whole it's a whole mindset shift thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying to yeah share my day to day my my mindsets and what I've learned or takeaways from the guest interviews for those solo episodes. I went from like you know now I just cut it's cuts to me talking, so I don't do any intro or outro or anything like that. So for the solos, it's just real concise and short, and that's how I think I want it. Uh, but mine's, you know, some people number every single one. I actually may go to numbering everyone. I'm not really sure, but you know, everyone does it a little differently, but I think as long as you're producing content that you think yeah. is valuable for people out there and you have the end listener in mind, I think that's just that's the main true. thing. Question. Instagram goes away tomorrow. What's the play for Aaron? What's the play for me? Poker. Um, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about like, like me, um, no, you know, know, outlet wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Know, so Instagram is the top of- dog. That's the Mac Daddy. We all know that. It's yep. like the, you know, it's the middle thing in the what's the middle thing inside the, the, the nucleus, hub, the hub of the wheel. The nucleus. And then all the other ones are, yeah, <laughs> circling around. It. So, um, if Instagram went away, I would probably hop on YouTube actually hop on youtube but i would ri- i would definitely ramp up my tiktok uh-huh. like because tiktok's blowing up um that's that's something that you can go viral on these yeah, days without I- as much effort uh honestly i think the chinese built like they give you a viral video when you're a new user like i think that's part of their algorithm is like that, expo- you that explains video. it i was just gonna say because Big in Mike, the first 25 videos, Big and Mike then put up they one give you got... another viral video like <laughs> in the next 50 videos. But as long as you keep producing, you'll get one every like yeah. 30. Like honestly, I don't yeah. know if that's ever the case, but I th- like it I seems think you're like right. that's how it works. I think you're right. That is they're smart. So smart. It's just a matter of time too, right? Like it, he said it takes smart. time to do it. So it's it's yeah. there's no downside. It's yeah. just a matter of it takes away from your other outlets and you're just spread too thin. No, I, I was curious because I I, I the answer that I thought you were going to say was going to be based on data. Like where we're at now is trying to, you know, capture and we haven't, we haven't maximized this yet, but you're talking about a subscription based, right? So I thought you were going to say like, well, I need to start gathering everybody's email Mm. just in case the platform goes away tomorrow. Oh, then. Yeah. So to go off that point. uh, Yeah. I was just answering it in the social media platform. Got you. Right. Right. Yeah, give so, you a trick but, question. But what you just said is 10 million times more important than any social media platform. So having your own farm of data, data is the only thing that matters. Like if you aren't collecting emails or numbers these days, like for text, then it's it's you're really missing out. Which is why out. the merch works. So 
So, and something that I think a lot of people will find useful is something I've been doing for podcasters and I'll actually shoot you guys a link probably. I have a Telegram text group where I send out voice text to podcasters with different tips and things that I do to help them That's cool. um, you know, through their podcast journey or show or whatever, things to think about. But I do that in lieu of those like mass text platforms that cost like friggin' You know, it could uh, you know a couple hundred a month or something to do yes. like the Gary V community platform where he Would tests you? out everyone. I don't even like um, it too because it's like he said, "Are you a member of it of his?" Oh yeah, I'm I'm a member of Gary. Do you enjoy sure. it? Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just like every once in a while he'll send something motivational or like a video or whatever. Oh, um, I it's, but it's just the email. But I understand he uses it because the email is like the open rates are so low, but they're still decent. I mean, email yeah. will never go away. Like right. the text message open rates is like 95% for him. And I understand it because I yeah. see every single text message that he sends. At know, some text. point, yep. text is going to be email, right? Like at some point, we're not going to open all of our texts. Just there's the sheer volume of the amount of text we're going to start getting. Well, audio well, I think, I mean, that's happened with email. So I think, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just, text is the uh, next. Oh, yeah. Text is the next email. Yeah. And uh, it could be audio text because they're already, you know, that's being utilized pretty heavily now, but not to yeah. the full extent. But if you're driving or something, it's so much easier to yeah. just jump on one of those audio texts. But I think, and that's where I think Aaron is so spot on because he, he talks about, you know, the audio boom and how you're just kind of getting into it. But it, it everything is leading to that. Yeah. Right. Like everything is just audio. Yeah. Well, yeah. I may actually do a, a that, that solo episode this week that may be on that. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah that's that's awesome. the, the telegram uh, concept or the text concept. It makes mm. me want to get like a much more silky voice for the future. You know, like start to train my voice to sound like uh, Morgan uh, Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, oh, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Right? Right? Voice. Imagine if you got on, you, you see me and then I sound like Morgan. That's Freeman. like, um, what's Fire. his name? Uh, Dan Menery, right? The um, uh, Bob Menery. Bob Menery. Dan, I said. Dan. Yeah, Dan. Bob. Bob. Who's, Sorry, who's Bob, Bob Menery. Bob Menery does the hilarious what, uh, like sports voice. Oh my God! Oh. Yes, and <laughs> he comes around the corner and Jesus yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get that bastard on the podcast. Yes, eventually. he I'm just did a phenomenal. <laughs> he just did a phenomenal podcast with Ed Milet. Um and I act like I owe, I know Ed Milet personally, Ed but he is uh, he's been a silent mentor for me, just like Gary Vee's for a lot of people. Why do you say silent? Uh, are you in? The, are silent. you guys in Ed's uh, group? I, silent because he's never spoke to me. Yeah, but they're not yes. silent. Yeah, yeah. No, yep. indirect. Indirect. All right, fine. Sorry, Aaron. Sorry, we there? were arguing. Over here. <laughs> we're like a married couple. It's all good. No, yeah. I mean, I got a lot of respect for Ed. I listen. Ed's on my regular rotation of yep. podcasts that I listen to. Yeah, who else uh, is on your regular rotation? I'm always curious about that. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll just rather than try Rattle to remember them, them all, I'll just bring it up right now. No news podcast. Who else? Probably like 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the other thing. Like, uh, you know, it's important to find out the way that you like learning the best because you're not just producing. You need to be learning so that you can continue to you know engage and smarter yep. um so i love listening to podcasts that's why i started a podcast because that's the, pretty much the only way i learn these days yeah i'll pick up a kindle once in a while but i'm like damn this is this is fucking tiring i'm spoiled with podcasts yep. just like popping them in listening when i'm on a walk or whatever it's easy yeah i i still um, remember hold on before you before you go there and i don't know if i've ever yeah. told this on the podcast so i remember being on the treadmill in the gym and i was listening to ed Milet. And something popped in my head and it was like, you have to start a podcast. And that was literally the moment that it clicked for me. And then I came to Mike then I came to Claudio. And then before I knew it, now we're, 
you know, 30 episodes in on a, on a podcast. So it's just strange how it happens. But going back to your, your top. It's, uh, this, it's the single biggest hack in society, I say. Yeah. Like right now to level up your credibility and knowledge in anything that you want. Anything. Yep. Yeah. Comedy, finance, endless. real estate, social media, whatever. Yeah. Right. Between that and YouTube, there's no excuse yeah. to do yeah. anything. Self-education. Yeah. Yep. I feel like yeah, I that's could why deliver t- a baby yeah. if needed. Yeah. That's why Tony Robbins and Dean or whatever they do, the knowledge blueprint, blueprint stuff. It's like that. This, this e-learning self-education industry is going to the moon. Yep. It's going to go to the moon right. because college, college will die. It's only a matter of time. I think this is the Absolutely. end. Absolutely. Yeah, but it, it's going to take a long time. Yeah, this might be the end. I think it's the end. the end. I think yeah, everything's I mean, going to go online, and hopefully when our daughters are older. Yeah, we don't have to pay for college. Exactly. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> that's awesome. Man. That's good. Yeah, they're just going to be making TikTok videos. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not those I TikToks. just posted. If you go and look at the last post for New Age Mindsets, it's a daughter doing a TikTok dance with her father watching it, and it is not. <laughs> Dude, it, it gives me if such anxiety just hearing you say that. If you're a girl that. dad, it's going to give you a lot of anxiety. Oh, but, man. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping oh, man. My, my daughter can't dance. <laughs> Shit. What's the... Um, <laughs> Your top uh, pods there. Uh, the, yeah, the podcast that I listen to, I'll just go, no particular order. Uh, no Young Entrepreneur Lifestyle with Wait, Peter Wait, hold on, Boog. hold on. No Snooze Podcast. Okay, second. Go ahead. Uh, Youpreneur <laughs> with Chris Ducker. Smart Passive Income is like the Matt is like the original with Pat Flynn. He also lives in San Diego. I've met him. He's, he's fantastic. Uh, I like I like sometimes, although not all the time, The Wolf's Den with Jordan Belfort, Wolf hmm. of Wall Street. Uh-huh. I like that uh, one. My my friend uh, does all his personal branding, Mark Lack. Really? Oh, wow. um, That's awesome. Lewis Howes, of course. I like The Passionate Few with Omar. Yes. That's a great um, one. The Mike Dillard podcast. Uh, James Wedmore, Mind Your Business podcast. Um, Joe Rogan, obviously, although I only listen to snippets of some of his episodes. I don't listen. I'm not a Yeah, huge. it's tough to go three hours every so time. Long. I love I it. It's ridiculous. I love it. Because then you like <laughs> um, dive in. Ah, I don't know. But it's got to be an yeah. interesting topic. Ed, Ed Milet, obviously. Uh, Andy Frisella, the real as fuck. Naval Ravikant. Uh, Stu McLaren, marketing your business. Travis Chappell, build your network. Uh, Gerard Adams, leaders create leaders. And then the final one and the one that I listened to the absolute most since the very beginning is Gary. So Gary V. Do you feel that, and I apologize for asking so many follow-up questions, but I have these. <laughs> Do you feel that, like I feel like the Gary V stuff it's fading a little on me because I already know the answers, right? I've listened to him for so long. You know his response. You oh, already I know. know it. I know everything he's going to say, but it's just like a constant reminder. It's repetition. And then also I can fast forward to when something possibly new. So I get like every time, every episode is like less and less new stuff. But I always like try to get to the stuff where he's answering particular situation questions. Yeah. Um, and his answers are usually the same, but some, I mean, there's definitely gold in there depending yeah but uh it's just like more of it's more of like a motivation like throw them on for 20 minutes now and just like okay that's what i remember yeah my my hypothesis is that stuff like trash talk where it's actual like content and not people sitting there and talking like you're saying is going to do very well in the future because everyone's just flooding it with people sitting there talking like we we do it you know and it's Definitely great and something that we've tried to, we need to find time for. And it's difficult because we need to keep putting stuff out. Is that like original content that is like the five minute thing that gets people to know you? And get, it's like a gateway drug to the podcast, you know? Yeah. So I, I started doing, uh, I interviewed myself 
on like 30 interviews ago, like a reintroduction pilot episode, like where I am in the podcast now and whatever. Um, and I, I told myself that I was going to start telling more personal stories in the Thursday episodes. So I started doing that. I've kind of tapered off a little bit, but I was telling some stories, like wild stories. Some of them had nothing to do with the topic that I was going to talk about, but like, like when I crashed my car in high school and like different stuff just for people to get to know me. Yeah. Um, and I think some people, you know, probably really enjoyed that. Some people are probably like, what the hell is he talking about? But now I try to integrate stories that actually have some semblance of relatability to the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget sometimes, but I always try to think, That's you know, a skill. Right, maybe tell a little bit of a story to make it more personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Um, just being mindful of time because I know we can. I can talk forever to you. Um, but so we like to we like to leave uh, the listeners with some mantra, a dime, a little you know, a little uh, boost of uh, inspiration, will you say? So this will bring us to Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. Life is a game. Play it. Life is a challenge. Meet it. Life is an opportunity. Capture it. Unknown. I don't know who said it. Yeah, he never knows who says his <laughs> stuff because he makes up his own stuff. And then you just clip it together, you put it up, and it's like, oh, this Dave Regina quote is awesome. So I like the, I like the <laughs> short I, I wanna, ones. I was going to add one on there. Go ahead. It's like life is levels, and unless you're completely satisfied and happy on the current level you are, you owe it to yourself to try to jump up to the next. Ooh. That's good. That's my whole thing is happiness. Patton's Patton. I yes. love it. Happiness is progress is my whole I constantly think about when people Hell are yeah. progressing, they're miserable. It's clear as day. Yep. Um, so this is Mike's mantras. I changed it up recently. I'm trying to mature a little bit with the suit. <laughs> the goal is not to be successful. The goal is to be valuable. Once you're valuable, instead of chasing success, it will attract itself to you. Hashtag boss, babe. <laughs> right. I don't know, that's whoever said it <laughs> I, I like I, i'm that. trying to get the boss babe on here nicole's oh, i think her name's uh, really how funny might, is might that be, might be nicole or sydney i actually I don't remember but wow yeah, she, um, she's a badass so just to wrap us up where can our listeners find you connect with you um and, and get to know you a little bit better and join the new age Join the new age, the new age movement. Uh, it's just other uh, Instagram's the best way. New age influencers podcast is the podcast account, but then from there you can get to my personal account. And then from there you can get to the other accounts. You know, I post a lot of wild shit on there, but I also post a lot of helpful shit. So, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. And you can also go to the website, Aaron B Patton.com. He is a boy, Aaron B Patton.com. Um, I don't spend a lot of time updating that as much as I should. But uh, once we start getting rocking with things, I, I will. So that's the other way. And let us know when you need uh, some, I don't know what they call it in poker, but the guys to play with you at the table. <laughs> and we could be the, uh, whatever it's called, sacrificial lambs to collect. And then you're buying <laughs> bottles after. That would be genius. Sounds good. Actually, we have a game tonight in two hours. Oh, we'll be man. there. I'm on my way. <laughs> you're you're going to have All some right. good luck tonight, man. Hey, Aaron, <laughs> thank you again. Um, this has been fun. So until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. My man. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. That's another Epi in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on.
if you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.